What's up, Sooner fans? Welcome back to the Sooner Surge. Uh, it's been a, a couple weeks since we've uh, met on here. Uh, if you are not subscribed, we'd like for you to subscribe to our channel by clicking the subscribe button, turn on your notifications, uh, like, comment, uh, make sure you're following us on all our social media pages, as you can see on the bottom ticker there. Uh, it's getting close to football season, so we want you guys to be subscribed to our channel as we're going to be uh, pouring out the content uh, as we get close to the football season. A lot of things happened since our last podcast, guys. Uh, new turf going in at, at the stadium is going to be awesome looking, uh, the, the turf that they're putting in there. Before we get to that, we're going to talk about another type of seed and that's Thad Turnip Seed, uh, as he was, well, resigned, I guess you could say, uh, about a week ago. So let's start it on that that note, guys. I mean, it's just kind of a thing that came out of nowhere, really. As we heard, we I mean, I've heard, seen some stuff that him and Joe Castiglione weren't clashing very well. And as you know, the leaked facilities that got leaked by someone, which probably isn't something that Thad Turnip Seed wanted. Really, because like they ha they haven't even announced them. Like there's the stuff for the SEC rumors le leaked out way before the university wanted them to get out. So it's not like stuff hasn't been leaked before. But I think that turnip seed is going to be a loss in a way with how such an open mind he has in order to grow in the program and the facilities. But I think that it's not an irreplaceable part of the program, and it's going to be something that I think will be fine. Yeah, it, it's going to be definitely definitely interesting to hear Brent Venables' Big 12 Media Days pretty soon on surely somebody's going to ask because he's called Turnip Seed his right-hand man. So for this whole thing to happen, and granted, it, it, you can look at it two ways. It could be a bad thing or it could just be a they gave him a two-year deal to get this stuff done. Everything he can do is already done, so – what's the reasoning for staying for five more months uh, or it could be the opposite, but obviously regardless, it, it is tough to lose turnip seed yeah. on it. Uh, he's historic on, on that matter of yeah. running uh, the operations, the behind the scenes stuff when he was at Bama at Clemson and then Venables bringing them to OU. So sad to see him go, but hope he enjoys retirement. Yeah. yeah and I'll just echo kind of what you guys are saying. Now, from what Jackson said, yeah, a lot of speculation. I mean, it could be many different things. What we do know is the guy was a visionary. That's what he was. Uh, we also know that he was, like you said, Venable's right-hand man. He'd been in major conference, major college football areas at Bama and Clemson and now OU. And Really, for what he was brought in to do, he's done that uh, with facilities, like you said. And, uh, you know, there's also talk of the grandkids and things like that. So, you know, best wishes to Thad Turnipseed. I do think that, you know, it is hard to have maybe two visionaries in a program. Not saying that that's anything of it, right? Because Josie is a visionary as well, has proven that already. But uh, definitely uh, appreciate all that Turnipsey did. And we don't even we don't even know what all he did behind the scenes. The guy did a whole lot behind the scenes that we'll never know probably that he did, especially for Venables. Yeah, on, on to the leak part of that. The leak that was uh, put out on YouTube, that was the firm that placed third out of the three firms. So you can only imagine uh, just looking at that the projections on that, it's going to be even nicer. That It's mm -hmm. really interesting on uh, 
how that's going to turn out, where it's going to be. Hopefully it is on Jenkins, uh, like that uh, firm showed in that video. If not, that's going to be a little weird to have facilities uh, down at Marina Hines. But That is odd. Yeah. Just as he said, like the facilities, they were a work of art. They were beautiful. And something that that term seed he did at Alabama and Clemson, I mean, we have, Clemson's facilities are only a few years old. I mean, they're really nice. Uh, we all have seen the new stuff that USC is supposed to get. Texas, there's been some rumors that they're going to get a new facility. So it's just Oklahoma. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if they have the best of the best facilities in all of college football with that tournament seed having his hand right in it. So I think it truly is something that is a disappointing loss. But as I said earlier, Joe Castiglione is – He's so focused on the future of the program as well that I think we'll be okay. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but uh, just from that proposal, I hope that the statues are like that because that's truly how Heisman, if you're going to call it Heisman Park, that's how it should be. That setup in there is really impressive on how it's more of a interactive walkway than what we currently have, closer to the stadium more than with the championship arches. I hope that... Uh, the winning firm had that in their proposals as well. I'm sure they did. Oh, yeah, and you don't want to – Joe C's kind of been not mentioned a lot, you know, with Turnip Seed there because Turnip Seed really was kind of the backbone behind some of this. But you got to give props to Joe C as well. I mean, he's oh. – and, hey, someone you guys can't give props to, what's going on with the, the voting of the Big 12 media days and the uh, preseason all-conference stuff? Yeah, uh, if if you could have picked one guy, yeah, if you could have picked yeah. one guy. Would it have been Ethan Downs? That's yeah, no disrespect to Ethan Downs. Think he's a great player, but he would not be the one sooner I would have in mind. Uh, he would be on there if I'm going with like nine, like a, a big number of uh, Sooners. Yeah, Ethan Downs makes that cut, but to be the yeah. sole, uh, who uh, would be your guys's one player for me? It'd be Dylan Gabriel if I had to say. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, we, we uh, figured that. Yeah, I, I'm going with the All Americans. Uh, on I would the ones go on All American watch Stutzman or Bowman. Yeah, yeah, I would Stutzman for me. Stutzman is where I'd go. And Bothroyd, I don't see how Bothroyd yeah. can't be the newcomer and, of the year then, at least. And then like Desan McCullough, he was a freshman All American. Like, yeah, we're in the Big Twelve like, now. That's, that's a smaller conference in the Big Ten, and you're not even on a preseason. Team, yeah, uh, that's just wild. And there's a guy who two years ago was debatably the best corner in the Big 12 in Woody Washington before he got hurt. Hey, and oh, it's you, like, you, hate, you hate to say conspiracies, but obviously the Big 12 hates OU. We, we talked about it last yeah. year. I mean, my gosh, OU had more weddings in the last two weeks than they have guys on the freaking <laughs> tournament team. Yeah. Think about that. Two uh, dudes get married. <laughs> yeah. And there's a few engagements. Uh, Walter Rouse, yeah. Yeah, all I'm going to say on that, like, Texas, man, they should go 13-0 and looking at how many guys they have on that uh, all-Big 12 team. Like, Oh, yeah, and if you a, haven't seen their quarterback room, it's all yeah. over the it's all over yeah. the media. Hey, they may have the most Jacks QB room in all college football, man. Yeah, and he's not even going to play. Malik Murphy will not yeah. see the field. Arch Manning will get in before he does, so. And the, and the thing is, Malik Murphy may be the best QB in that room. Exactly. Hey, Jackson, you, yes, mentioned, you mentioned Dylan Gabriel. If you're going to rank the quarterbacks in the Big 12, guys, I, 
if Gabriel has a solid year, I mean, if he does what maybe with, with the guys around him, he could be up in their talk for that. In, but, my, in my opinion, Dylan Gabriel is the second-best QB in the Big 12 behind J- Jalen Daniels. But I think that OU is going to be a better offense than Kansas, so that's why I would give the lead to Dylan Gabriel. I hope you're right. I hope Gabriel has made st- leaps and bounds strides as far as progressions and uh, pocket awareness and things like that. That's the two things. And making the easy throws, guys. That was his main thing. you got to make the easy throws. Yeah, and hopefully the team around him, the defense – all that is much improved so that it's truly just uh, he's got to do what he can control at a decent level and then we're in good shape. That that's the big that could turn Dalen Gabriel from a middle of the pack quarterback to above average type of a guy, just being able to do the little things, everything he can control, and with what we're hoping for is a great defense this year. Mm-hmm. Combination of that could be a Big 12 championship. Oh, that's definitely what I'm most excited about is defense. And I, and- I- Go yeah. ahead, Jackson. Oh, well, I was – no, actually, you go ahead. You go ahead. I was just saying, I know everyone, I'm sure all of our listeners have seen the uh, Twitter picture of Grayson Halton and the games this dude's made in Schmitty Built Program. He's not the only one, but he's one that's really been, I guess you could say, well, publicized is- more yeah. than any. And I look for him to make just a huge improvement and be a, a great D lineman for OU this year. And there was also a photo of, of Desan and Dave and Dave McCullough next to their parents. I don't know if y'all saw Desan, but that dude is packed on at least fifteen times. He's got to be on the field. He I mean, looks much more bulked up than he did. I don't know with his length and athleticism and speed. And it's just like Schmitty is historically known as one of the best strength coaches. So it's do you like, think it's been quieter this year though. It seems like last well, year with Venable's it, first year, I, Schmitty coming in, everyone was like, oh, Schmitty Bill. It seems like they're on the down low this year, but I think they're killing it. In there. Yeah, it's looking at Jaron Tannick, too. Like, he's up to 240. is uh, up to 240. Like, these guys are built. Like, Where, uh, where have you seen the updated weights? Um, just stuff on Twitter. Okay. On, uh, and what? just looking at them. You can tell Tannick's put on a good amount of weight. Yeah. You can tell Desan McCullough has put on that weight. Uh, Grayson Halton has put on a lot of well, weight. I mean, I can tell you, to me, the guy that all these players that have posted their pictures that looked very intimidating was Kendall Dolby. That dude's arms have at least doubled in size. Yeah. We haven't heard anything about him either. No, and like we heard – he had a lot of hype coming in, so it'll be interesting. It, it, that one's not a shock when you go from a, a Juco – to a power five weight room. Like you should be making that leap pretty quick and combine combine that with Schmitty. Like he's the best in the biz of what he does. Oh yeah. And I know before we get to recruiting, I'm going to bring up a guy that did uh, carry on, right? That yes. Carry on that committed. I know we talked amongst ourselves six, about six, right. But about tied in. And I said, he'd need to get to probably two twenty, but, what we're talking about right here is very doable, Schmitty, uh, to put 6'6", 220 on that frame. Because right now he's coming in, in my opinion, as a receiver. But I know Brody and and a couple others talked about how he can get to a tight end, be a tight end. I just don't think he's going to start out as a tight end here unless he can put that weight on. If, if the, the big thing with him is if he's an early enrollee, which I would think he's going to be, that six-month period is a lot. Like looking at Peyton Bowen. 
Peyton Bowen looks much different than when he stepped on campus in January already. So you get carry on in in that uh, in the weight room with Schmitty through spring ball and summer early summer workouts. It, it, he could be able to get up to weight pretty quick. Is there a guy? Is there a guy that you guys would say we have not talked about because they did not? They were not an early enrollee. That's just going to be Lewis Carter. That dude. Yeah. Lewis Petway. Petway. Request Petway. I mean, Lewis Carter would be my other guy in the photos. I was the most impressed with because, like, Canik McCullough, you expected like these guys that they're going to be starters are going to have to get right, but like all these guys, just like we heard it last year during the spring game. I think it was. Uh, I'm not sure who said it, but like you could just see how much of a massive difference the team looks really muscle-wise and weight-wise, and I just expect another jump. And, yeah, and I'll go back to Grayson Halton for just a second. As you said, Jeremy, how he's been – he's got up to 285, I believe, 290. But as Brody said a while ago, I didn't notice that he got a new trainer, so he's been able to hold weight. And so it's right. And, I mean, him just getting under Schmitty, I wouldn't be shocked if he's 295, 300 by the start of the season. Yeah, hopefully he can add on that muscle – because once uh, season comes around, they're obviously they're going to drop some weight. But if they can get that muscle now, that's going to make a keep them kind of where they're at as of right now. Yeah. So Hunter, you're our uh, kind of lead recruiting analyst here. Uh, you and Brody, what are what can you talk about as far as recruiting? As far as maybe something in the future that's going to be happening, or some guys that OU's in the mix on, and maybe setting good with. Okay, so I'll go chronologically. Uh, so tomorrow, uh, Joseph Jonah Jonye is committing, not going to be to OU. Uh, he's going to Georgia. They promised him he's going to be an edge, uh, so he's going off of that. It was a dream school for him. It, it just – it is what it is. Uh, OU's going to – they're playing these defensive linemen straight up on what position they're going to play, if they're going to be an edge or if they're not going to be an edge. And sometimes that costs you, but it, it's all right. We're still in a good position for a lot of defensive linemen, uh, two five-stars in there. Then on Saturday, Devon Mitchell committing, should be to OU. Michael Hawkins already committed. You would have to expect the reclass for Devon Mitchell. Uh, there's been a lot of talk that he's going to reclass to 24. Would really be shocked if he doesn't. It sounds like he has. Uh, everything in line in the classroom to make that happen. Uh, then down to the 18th, Zion Raggins will be committing. Would have to think it's OU. Uh, yeah. they're, they're, Georgia came back into it. Uh, he went on the OV to Georgia. That was kind of uh, – that, that was a weird day on – there was a lot of talk that he's not going on it, and then Parker Thune yeah. all of a sudden says he's there. So – uh, that's another one, another wide receiver you would have to think Emmett Jones is going to land. Uh, Speedster, going off of his uh, Twitter bio, his 40 times like 422. I, I don't know if that's correct. That that would be insane for a That's, that's faster than Brennan Thompson. His 100 was a 10-3, I think I saw. Hmm. Yeah, but like 422, that's the record for the NFL Combine. Yeah, like if we're saying a seventeen-year-old. I hope it's true, but I, I wouldn't be shocked if that number's. If little. they land Mitchell, if they land Mitchell, you got Mitchell and Carry On. I mean, that's yeah. 
Oh. Well, and the thing is, with Devon Mitchell, as I said before, Jojon Finley hasn't landed his prize target yet. I mean, he hasn't like he hasn't landed his high level guy. Like he's landed Caden Helms, who is a high four star, but outside of that, it's been Jason Llewellyn and Caden McIntyre. Well, who are the two guys that committed a couple of weeks ago that did not commit to OU? They were tight ends, and I know people are like, "Oh man." Oh. From Washington, Nate Roberts. Oh, and right. well, that, that's another talk for another day with Cooper Alexander. But it's like I would expect Devon Mitchell, as you said, to be a sooner. Um, we know Miami, Miami and Alabama have been pushing hard there. I believe his mother lives in Tuscaloosa or lives in Alabama close to Tuscaloosa. So that could be a pulling factor. And, you know, my, Miami, they have those nice and NIL packages for you. So – Sometimes things can just talk. NIL is pretty much equivalent across the board now, I think. Yeah. Unless you're Oregon. With, with Devon, uh, the relationship with Michael Hawkins is certainly yeah. one that cannot be overlooked. OU getting Hawkins back in April. Hawkins has now been for, at this point, three months. Uh, OU, 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 their former teammates at Allen. Uh, and then Jeff Levy and Co. At Devon Mitchell, uh, five-star tight end for the class of 25. To finally get that guy, Joe John Finley, it, it's it, this is a guy that could play pretty quick. Uh, I wouldn't think he's an early enrollee. I, I don't know how you can reclass with how it hasn't been announced yet and be able to get done that semester early, but it could happen. We saw that uh, one quarterback flipped Ole Miss. That was a sophomore. He's like 16 years old, already enrolled in college. Uh, So it's certainly a possibility, but it's not one that you would think. And the truth is, OU has time. They have the young guys. They have Caden Helms. They have Jason Llewellyn. They have Cade McIntyre. Like, there's tight ends in that room already, but Devon Mitchell's a five-star for a reason. He's one of the best tight ends in the entire country. Even for 24 class, you would have to think – He's a high four-star. He probably won't make that five-star status. I think – I, I read somewhere that if he was to reclassify, he'd be ranked the third best tight end in the tournament. Yeah, okay. I, I would believe yeah. that. So, like a so. mid-four, high four. Yeah, he'd be yeah. four, I would expect. But, yeah, Hunter, there's um, another guy I want to ask you about. Um, it seems like there's been a lot of Oklahoma buzz there for a while, and for some reason the commitment hasn't happened yet. No one's sure why. And Taylor Tatum – it felt like the dude was going to commit off his OV. I mean, with everything that was coming in, and really it seemed like we're just waiting and waiting and waiting. So I don't know maybe if you could speak on that because I haven't seen anything about a timeline. I don't know if you've maybe heard of a timeline for him. Yeah, I, I'm not sure on when it could happen. Obviously, when the everything flips so fast with Taylor Tatum. Yeah, from, it was looking like, okay, USC and then Michigan at one point and then back to USC and then the OV to OU happens and Skip Johnson, Reggie Willits get to talk and all that stuff. And then it's all OU. You saw all the insiders flip everything. Every OU from OU Insider, from uh, Sooner Scoop, Josh uh, McQuistian, Parker. I think Steve yeah. Wilson even answered a question. Yeah, everyone into the crystal ball. So it's obvious that something's there now, why it hasn't happened. I can't tell you. I, I, I don't know. It's, it's strange that for something to change that fast for it, to, uh, not happen, but I am still confident he's going to be a sooner 
the other night he was on an Instagram live with uh, Caden Durham. DeMarco Murray popped in. Now, Tatum was wearing a USC shirt, but with those two guys, uh, I don't, that is that's going to be the – yeah, it's – I mean, you can't blame them. Uh, I think we all would be wearing uh, stuff from OVs we're given. Uh, yeah. Casual wear, like. The wonderful world of recruiting. Yeah, I agree. And Speaking of Instagram lives, David Stone's been doing a few of those. Yeah, he he was a, yeah he was like the food bank of Oklahoma or something like that for one. That's hilarious. Yeah. And then there was like a Michigan State page on Twitter yeah. that was like David Stone is live from the food bank of Oklahoma and like pushing like get in his comments, Spartan fans, let's get him home. So uh, oh, that thing was funny because someone I think it was a Michigan State fan like, well, he's a Sooner, and his response was, well, there's food banks everywhere. Uh-huh. Doesn't matter. I'm going to serve the community regardless of where I am. Yeah, so I think he goes to sleep at night. Think, he goes to bed at night thinking of ways he can try to fool people. I oh, think. I, I'm sure he's having a blast with it. Oh, he's yeah. really good at it. Uh, it they, I I can't remember a recruit really, and, and I guess the more social media has evolved, that's really had the control that David Stone has on any post he makes, any comment is going to have swarms of different fan bases coming in flipping out one way or the other like hey and the the more you do that like the more you see of this guy like when i see his i'm just like this is a dude you you gotta land this guy's again he's tommy Harris. i mean that's the most equivalent you can compare him to the thing is too is like Whenever the kid did an interview with Brandon Drum on OU Insider a while ago, yeah, the, dude, the dude's personality is for all fans to love. Like you, like whenever you hear him talk, you love his personality. Like he's a magnet of a person, and just like Xavier Robinson said when he committed, he's trying to get David Robinson, not David Robinson, David Stone, because dudes are gonna follow. And just like I wouldn't, I would expect him to be sooner, but it's recruiting. Things can change at any time. There's no more. There really no one leads in recruiting until someone yeah. with Stone. It, it needs to happen like I sooner agree. rather than later, because you're you're talking about the magnet. Like if Stone happens, it's going to be fast. Like there's going to oh, be then, a good amount of recruits following like dominoes. With like, with 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 Caden Durham, we've heard he isn't going to commit till August sometime. So I think he may have put that public, or I heard it somewhere. I'm not sure. But and then you talk about um, like a guy that's supposed to commit soon and Casey Poe Hunter. Obviously, you've talked to Casey. Um, I don't know. Maybe what are your thoughts on OU? We heard it's on to OU in Alabama at this point. For him. yeah, I don't. I don't know if you have any gut feelings on that. Maybe I, I'm so torn. I haven't talked to him. It, it's been a bit two months since I talked to Casey. So recruiting it changes so much. But talking to him, he is a guy OU has to get. He is the guy that Brent Venables is looking for in his culture. I mean, he had one quote to me about Lindale, where he plays at, that culture means everything. And, like, schools were ruled out pretty quick for him because of their culture sucked. Like, that, that's what he said. He's like, the culture wasn't good, and if you don't have a good culture, you're not going to have a good program. So, and again, with him, Bama's kind of another school that's been – this is a slower cycle for Bama than what we're used to. At this point, they're already top five. Right now, they're not. They're, they're really 
kind of slow. So you're going to have to expect Bama to kind of go on that roll that they always go on in recruiting. And Casey Poe might be that one to start it. Uh, it, It's hard to tell because that Bama visit was his last visit. That post-visit high is always going to be there for all these recruits. There's very few uh, recruits that are going to say a negative thing after a visit. Uh, And Poe loved both visits. He was on OU the week, the days before that. So it's going to come down to those two, you would have to think. Uh, with Casey Poe, hope it's OU. I kind of feel that it's Bama. But, again, I can see it going either way. He's been a lot more kind of quiet on what he's uh, leaning on. It's I, I would say if there's a wild card, it would be Texas Tech. I know he put out a top seven, but it's really down to three, maybe two uh-huh. schools. Yeah, what sure. would you guys say then, Hunter? I'm gonna. It's good stuff here, Hunter, that you're giving us. But yeah, sure. If you if you would uh, if they can land every guy they want, and that's again, that's real world. Uh, sorry, uh, not real world, but uh, how high? Realistically, let's just say realistically, can this Sooners class be two? I yeah. mean, well, you have to talk about if they land all the three main D linemen they want: Dominic McKinley, Williams, Winery, and David Son. That's Three five-star defensive linemen. Three five-stars alone, we saw it last year with their class, is, is alone to push you into the top five. And and I would expect them to have some risers in the process, as they did last year. They had some guys that were that rose a lot, specifically P.J. Adebore and Jackson Arnold. But like you said, Hunter, with offensive line recruiting, um, do you who do you think the first offensive lineman will to – will be to commit to Oklahoma because it's really up in the air. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's one position group I'm really not worried about because beating Bo develops so well. And then now with the transfer portal, you can immediately get a guy that's already experienced come in and play the next day. Uh, so if they do miss out on Casey Poe, on Grant Bricks, on these other top guys – it's all right. They can find a late riser and kind of cut down because and now the 25 scholarships is no longer a worry. Uh, before I was saying, if you kind of miss out on these guys, kind of just got to move on from offensive line because that 25 scholarship was the worry. But then July 1st came around, NCAA put out that that's no longer going to happen for this year. You just have to stay under that 85 number. So, um, uh, the biggest thing is just trust in Bill Biedenboe. He's going to develop an offensive line. Uh, if it's not landing him in this recruiting cycle, he's going to land him in the portal. He's had a top offensive line every year he's been at OU. It's not going to change anytime soon. I saw I saw someone <clears throat> talked about, you know, Biedenboe. He's at the end of his maybe career. Uh, you talk about Levy, who's going to be – uh, possibly, I mean, at some point, Levy's going to go get a job somewhere, right? Uh, a head coaching job. So it makes you wonder. You got Emmett Jones and DeMarco Murray. You also got Joe John Finley, but I think they're going to be eventually, probably easily be able to hire from within to the offensive coordinator role with the guys they got here and the recruiting they got. Yeah, if, if they're going from a, a internal hire, uh, my pick would be DeMarco Murray. Same. Uh, He's been able to land his guy every single year, recruiting-wise. And he's a former player. Like, he was a star at OU. He knows 
about for offensive coordinator? Yeah, offensive coordinator. For me, I have kind of same thoughts, but I would lean Joe John Finley. Um, just like how I don't know if you guys have heard this, but I've heard he's he helped like Lincoln Riley work and develop his offense. So obviously. I mean, he had a previous relationship, I believe, with Jeff Levy. I could be wrong on that. Hey, and viewers, uh, viewers, we're not we're not saying Jeff Levy's going anywhere. I was literally no. just bring, bringing that up. And the point of that was really to say that Venable's staff are, are – he seems like he's got a loyal staff who is going to stick around until they take some opportunity that's better, you know, a head coaching job or something. He's got former players. Two out of the three are former Sooners that we just mentioned. So these are guys that love the program. I think that's exactly what Venables want. So I just think everything is trending upward in the right direction as they go to the SEC this last year in the Big 12 is going to be a fun one, uh, especially with the schedule. I think it should be a fun, successful one. But it's just crazy. A lot of people are not picking – they're not high on OU, man. Yeah. And, and I mean, hey, if I was a casual college football fan, a media member, I well, saw what OU did last year. I'm not sure I'd be very high on OU. I mean, six and seven under Brevenel's first year. I mean, it's OU. It's not normal. And OU's caught a lot of flack for it. But as we've said, they're recruiting right now. We said this whenever Brevenel's got hired with this policy. They're not going to start getting a lot of these commits till July. It's all these guys are after done taking their OVs. It's just how it's going to be with them. Because whenever you're committed, you can't take any more visits, except when you play the exception to a few guys that commit early. It's just it's true. And people this year, again, are overreacting to OU football recruiting. Like, it's going to be fine. I expect them to have a top 10 class. Now, it may not be number four in the country again like last year, but it still is going to be a great class. And a class, these if they stack these two classes going into the SEC, I think that's a good building block. This team is like the second year under Bob Stoops. Honestly, if you look at Stoops' first year going in the second, there's a lot of similarities. We talked about similarities of the 2000 team to last year's team, but really it's more like more similar to what this year's team is, I think. But, uh, guys, I know we're, we're about at 30 minutes here, some great recruiting stuff there. Let's uh, briefly, if you guys have any Sooner shout-outs, I know Traber's got a Sooner shout-out. I'm going to go ahead and Sooner shout-out the – the turf superintendent at the stadium who's been hard at it. I know the last tweet I saw was praying for no rain before they can get the last part of it kind of laid out, but it's going to be great to see the new turf there. So I'm going to shout out that just the grounds crew at the stadium. I'm going to shout out former Oklahoma Sooner basketball player, Austin Reeves on signing his $56 million contract with the Lakers. Who would have thought that guys? You stole mine, Traver. Austin. I mean, Hey, Go ahead. I'll go with the newest Sooner, man, Peyton Monticelli. Um, transfer from from Wisconsin. Uh, I think she'll do some big things for Patty Gasso. Yeah, I, I'm going to go with the one I've went with the most, uh, Kate Horton. Uh, every yeah. start, it's, it's, it's something else with him. Uh, yeah. Every time, every five days when he's starting, there's another tweet from South Bend. I know. I've seen about what Kate Horton's doing, and it's just – it's great to see. I can't wait for him to get to Chicago. Uh, Cubs need him bad, and he's going to be there within a few years. Yeah, is he already up in single A? Yeah, he's in a high A right now. Okay. And uh, I, depending on how things go, I, I definitely could see him uh, in Chicago by next September. Uh, 
which so, would be that would be so quick. Yeah, that, that's fast for a pitcher. Uh, he, he's just every game is every outing's a new career night for him. Whether it's strikeouts, whether it's no hits allowed or one hit allowed or whatever it is, uh, it, it's just constantly something with Kate Horton. He's been one of the best pitchers in all of minor leagues, and he's not the only one. Jake Bennett in his league with the Nationals leads them in ERA. David Sandlin is a high riser for the Royals in their farm. I think he broke top 30. I would think he's going to break top 10 uh, within this year. Uh, that It's just that weekend rotation was one of the best OU has ever had, if not the best they will ever have, uh, three MLB guys on that rotation. Uh, yeah. So it's going to be fun to see them in a few years when they're getting the, the start in the show. Yeah. Viewers, we'd love to hear your Sooner shout-outs and uh, comments on anything else that we discussed and talked about here tonight on the podcast. Again, don't forget to subscribe and uh, turn your notifications on and be a part of the Sooner Surge. We appreciate all you guys that have already subscribed. And we'll hit back at it again next week. We expect to see some commits rolling in the next couple of weeks, probably next few weeks for sure, as uh, football season uh, is right around the corner, guys. Till next time. Boomer.